Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like school districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice, curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poteaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company Podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, 
A teacher or someone who works at a school, or you're a community member, a volunteer or a staff member at an organization that supports people with special education plans, a coach, a tutor, or even a grandparent, you're in the right place. Sit back with an ice cold glass of lemonade, put on your walking shoes and grab some headphones, roll down the windows and cruise. Ready, set, go. Educate, advocate, collaborate. Welcome back to another episode of Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow and I'm so happy you're here. Now listen, it is February. You are listening to a lady that is looking at a gray sky and a lady that is sitting in a fairly messy, uninspired office and a lady whose child locked her out of her car in the car line at school this morning. And also a lady who got a phone call saying that her dog was in a neighbor's yard because the electric fence is frozen. And so if you were listening to this in the summertime, you're probably having a good laugh and thinking, oh yeah, remember how terrible winter was? And if you were listening to this in some place that doesn't really experience winter, you're like, haha, that's why I left the, Med the Midwest. But the point of me telling you all of those things, because I know a lot of you come here for my sunny, optimistic, relentless optimism and for my excitement about special education. And so what I want to tell you, when you are listening to this, no matter what season it is, no matter where you live, is that some of us have bad days, bad minutes, bad months, bad seasons, but the show must go on in special education. We have to stay committed. Our effort level, our interest level, our commitment to staying on top of communication and record keeping and all of that stuff, it is going to wax and wane. If you're watching on YouTube, you will say also your interest in keeping your desk area clean <laughs> waxes and wanes and it is waning in the month of February. And what I am saying to you is that is okay. All of that is okay. You are not going to be perfect whatever your your goals are in special education advocacy, it's not going to be perfect every single day. And that is okay. And that leads us to today's topic, which is goals. So we're going to talk about goals a little bit in this month of February, and maybe even a little bit into March, depending on when we schedule a couple of guest interviews. And the reason we're gonna talk about goals is because I feel very passionately um, about some ideas and goals. But the other reason is because when we finished our conference, I had lots of you do questionnaires and or surveys or whatever you call that thing. You know, like how was the conference for you? And there was a question saying any topics that you would like for me to cover in the future and very many of you said goals. So I had something else planned for this little chunk of time and I thought, let's go back and let's look at goals because that's what the people want and I want to deliver what the people want. So I've got that on the list for next year's conference but I also thought I would hit it a little bit right now because I like to give you the information that you desire and the information that you need. 
So today is kind of your introduction to goals. I'm gonna give you kind of the ditty, the little speech, the little blurb, the paragraph that I give to clients when they say to me, I don't think their goals are right. Or what are the goals? Like, why are we doing these goals things? And oftentimes this comes up because I ask clients about goals. I ask about if goals are repeating, if goals are getting, if the ante is getting upped. In other words, are we upping the ante? on goals, that's Andrew F says, basically we have to up the ante on goals. When I talk about goals with clients, they kind of look at me like almost as if they are a deer in headlights. Like, I don't know. I don't know about this goal thing, okay? So here's what I say to people. And sometimes, by the way, this sometimes also comes up in like, what is special education? Why do I want this IEP? And what does the IEP do for me. By the way, you're living with kind of a spaz, a spaz of an Ashley Barlow, and I'm looking at myself in the screen and realizing I put in red earrings, and then later I decided to put on a green vest, and so you might be like, that is a bad kindergarten teacher Christmas outfit, and I agree, it is. So, goals. Why are we talking about, or, or, or kind of what, what does the goal do for me? Why do I need these goals? So what I usually do is I go back to the beginning of special education. Like what is special education? What do we need in special education? What do we get from this kind of coveted IEP? And really what we get from the coveted IEP is we get specially designed instruction. Now stop for just a second and think about your kids. So I'm gonna think about Jack Barlow. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He's got ridiculously messy, unkempt, amazing blonde hair. He's got crooked teeth and a crooked smile that will melt your heart. He really hates math. He um, is super into Nerf guns. Okay, so that is my Jack Barlow. So you have thought about your adorable, deserving, yet struggling or frustrated child with their unique set of needs and their unique set of strengths. Okay, so that is your amazing child. Now what your child gets when they get the IEP is they get specially designed instruction. They get instruction that is specially designed to help them make meaningful progress and it should be uniquely tailored to their needs. Okay, those are a couple like little quotes, little blurbs from idea that is repeat that are repeated over and over and over again in case law. Now that is super exciting. I went to school for 19 years. I always tell the kids when I'm volunteering in the classroom, I went to 19th grade. And I never once got instruction that was specially tailored to Ashley Barlow. Sure, I'm sure teachers were like, um, you know, there's a girl in my class that, I, I'm just a traditional learner. Like I, I just can take notes and, and learn, right? So like nobody ever really even had to think about uniquely tailoring um, instruction for me. But teachers think I've got to hit the kinesthetic learner, I've got to hit the um, auditory learner, I've got to hit the visual learner, I've got to hit the, the kid that needs to explain things in order to learn it. And so when I teach things, I've got to do it kind of in this multi-sensory, um, multi-faceted way. When I was learning um, how to teach in, in college, we talked about multi-faceted instruction. I've got to hit all these different kinds of learning styles. And now 
we know about all the different profiles of the learner. But still in Gen Ed, that's not their obligation. That's just kind of like best teaching practice. In special education, what you get is specially designed instruction that is uniquely tailored to meet the child's independent and unique needs and is, is giving them the opportunity to make meaningful progress. So how do we know if they're making meaningful progress? How do we know if this specially designed instruction is working? Well, since 2004, we've had this really strong emphasis on data. We look at progress and we see if the child is making progress and we must ensure that the child has the opportunity to make progress. So how do we look to see if the child's making progress? Well, we've got to have something upon which we can take data and so that's why we have the goals. The goals are really kind of like designed, instituted, they're part of the IEP document so that we have a couple of things or a few things or many things that we can track progress on. That's the purpose of the goal. So the goal, sure, it addresses the needs and the, and the present levels of performance. But as you look at it, like kind of on a why do we have goals thing, like the legislative intent, what were the legislators thinking when they were like, oh, the IEP should have goals. What they were thinking is, so we're going to provide specially designed instruction, but how do we know if specially designed instruction is going to work? We need to pull a few metrics and we need to follow those metrics. And those are the goals. So we said, we're gonna follow the progress on these couple of things. So what's that mean to you? How can I conceptualize this for you? What we need to do when we are writing your IEP, when we are writing your child's IEP, is we need to decide what our areas of need are. And the area of need might be like all of first grade math. So we don't have to write a goal for every concept in first grade math. What we have to do is we have to write a goal for which we can track progress that will tell us how we are doing in kind of one isolated area of first grade math or kind of one broad area of first grade math while also addressing those other like specific nuanced things, right? So like we might just write a goal for fractions or for uh, money or for skip counting or for counting or for whatever math concept it is, but we are still working on the other concepts in mathematics. We're just tracking prog progress on that one particular goal because we have to see if the specially designed instruction is working. So you can see kind of where I'm going with this because a lot of times people say, I don't think we have enough goals. So the answer to that is, yeah, well, you're never gonna write a goal for everything that they are going to work on in first grade or 12th grade or 10th grade. That would be awful because we have to monitor progress on every goal. So if special education was um, assess progress on you know, 30 goals per two week period, the child would never get an opportunity to have instruction. Rather, you would just be progress monitoring all the time. It's like, do some busy work, take data. Do some busy work, take data. 
And that doesn't work. We have to get that specially designed instruction. And so that is why I am a fan of doing more kind of broad goals so that we can check in, so that we can see if the instruction's working. But then hitting other things and not taking data on those. Now, sometimes it kind of works in the opposite direction. So sometimes I say, you know what, I don't know that we need a goal on that, but can we take data on it because you're already doing X, Y, and Z and it would be easy to take data on it. Maybe there's a computer program that takes data or whatever. Maybe we can assess that data when we write the next IEP, but we don't really necessarily need a goal for whatever it is. And that's all situational. But that's why we have goals, friends. That kind of takes goals out of the IEP and tells you why we have goals. So the reason why we have the goals is really so that we have some concrete things upon which we can take data, okay? That usually gives people an aha in my office. So it takes 10 minutes to explain and it's usually like, oh, okay, now I understand why we need goals. And so now as a team member, I can help to think about what the goals should be for my child. I hope it provides that kind of clarity for you. So in future weeks, we will talk about elements to a well-written goal. We'll talk about, um, you know, kind of the specificity that the goal should have. We can talk about specially designed instruction and progress monitoring. We can get you good information about goals. If you need that information now, you might go ahead and download my special education and advocacy lab. I have an entire module that is all on goals and specially designed instruction. It gets into the nitty gritty, it gets into that deep stuff, but we'll address it here in the podcast as well. So I will see you next week, same time, same place. I hope you have a great week.